Hi babes, my name is Tran and I'm a 20-something year old just trying to navigate life. Walking to the beat of my own drum, I'm excited to take you along my journey. Showing you that through authentic living, a whole lot of self-love and intentional actions in the right direction, you too are capable of creating a life that you're obsessed with. So are you ready? Because I thought so. Let's go. Hi, my love. Welcome back to another episode of Girls and the Gays. Truly a pleasure and an honor to have you back for another episode. My love, today is so freaking unique because I'm actually recording at 8 p.m. on a Wednesday, which I usually never do. I always record and edit on the weekends, but today was an anomaly because this weekend is about to be so freaking hectic into this next week, actually, because it's my brother's freaking graduation, which one, where has time gone? If you know, I'm one of six boys and now four of us are out of school and it's just like, wow, like time is just only flying and there's so much to be grateful for and moments like this really remind myself to just slow down, especially with the podcast and topics that I want to bring forth for you that inspires kind of what I want to bring forth and the conversations I bring to the pod is just about, as you know, intentional living and being in our purpose, giving ourselves grace and lots of self-love, especially when we're navigating our life, but in particularly our early 20s and the formative years of our life being so young and impressionable and a lot of things are coming to mind and I, I just see so much of my younger self and obviously my younger brothers. So it's like me on this and I, t- I like come with, I guess you could say so much wisdom and I tell them like, do this, do that. And like my brother was literally asking about like job search and like feeling like he's not getting compensated enough. And I was like telling him all the things that I wish I once knew when I was you know, graduating at that time as well. And if you graduated in 2020 or 2021, et cetera, and I'm sure now too, because the market is insane, but 2020, especially with COVID, like, oh my gosh, don't even get me started. But it's just like, I see so much of myself and my younger brothers that I look back with such a tender heart for them, but also just for myself, I'm getting so emo. I don't know if it's like, because it's late for me, but also because I'm so exhausted, honestly, bestie, like, but I knew I wanted to get back on the mic and pre-record this so that it's ready for our Monday episode because duh. Um, but I promise I will turn up the heat and I will pick up the energy. I'm going to get over myself, but I'm on my little soapbox, which um not a surprise. I'm always on my soapbox on the podcast, but anyways, bringing it full circle here regarding this weekend, it's about to be crazy because again, like I said, it's my brother's graduation and this weekend, a lot of my family members are flying in and then it goes into the week and then on next Wednesday, so a week from today that I'm recording, like, so right now it's May 10th, a week from today, I'm literally going to be in Chicago for work. So I'm literally booked and busy, bestie. So anyway, why we're all here and why we're gathered here today is because of what you see in the title, right? Achieving deep happiness in your early 20s. And what inspired today's conversation and topic is... You know, I actually, let me give you a backstory and rundown, okay? Full synopsis, everything. It's like we're sitting together, spilling the tea, the gag. It's it's on and popping. So I was on TikTok and I just was like, so honestly, babe, like I was feeling the heavy Sunday scaries and then it rolled into Monday and the Monday, I don't know, Monday scaries, I guess you could say, like logging into work. Honestly, I'm like, what the fuck? Honestly, like I'm being so freaking honest and I really just want to be vulnerable with you because this is the place to do it, right? I guess 
it all kind of came to me when I realized, like, is this really what life is? Like, clocking in and out of work 40 hours of your week to live for the weekends and do it back all over again. But also then just during the weekday, you work 40 hours of your week just to have, like, X amount of hours after work. And after work, you're exhausted. And all you really have left to do is freaking go work out if you can, make something to eat, and then you know, watch TikTok for a bit, go to bed. And then it's like freaking 11 o'clock, 1030. And it's my bedtime. I'm like, what the heck? And it just made me realize like, am I living my life to its fullest potential? And quite honestly, I'm like, not really. I feel like I'm not content with where I'm at. And it's just, it was just frustrating to me and it overwhelmed me. And I made a TikTok because I was like, maybe somebody will resonate with this. Maybe somebody will see themselves in this story. I don't know. Hopefully my employer never hears this, but I mean, it is what it is. I feel like I really felt called to share this and it's, I don't think it defines me and my work and how much I do appreciate my job and my career. And I feel like it can, everything can mutually exist, right? Like you can have your full-time job, be grateful for that while also wanting and knowing you're made for more knowing that you have a bigger vision for yourself. I think just because I am saying all these things about like the corporate world or like working a nine to five, like it doesn't mean that I'm any less of a contributor at my job, you know? And I guess I say that because I low-key... Okay, so I posted the TikTok and it, like, kind of picked up traction. It's, like, at 13,000 views right now, which very grateful because I feel like people resonate with the message. And I was like, you know what? That's why I want to talk about it on the pod because if besties are on TikTok resonate with it, I'm sure you listening in on the pod would, would too. And so... I felt called. I felt called to bring forth the message and share and be vulnerable vulnerable with you because this is my 20s. This is our 20s and I'm living it. I'm walking through it and I'm sure you are too. And whatever season you're at, you will resonate with this. And I kind of, it was funny because so many side tangents here, but somebody commented and I freaking geeked because this girl was like, you're literally experiencing a quarter life crisis and I get it. And her comment was so, so sweet, but I was geeking because I'm like, this girl really called me out. And I was like, oh, thank you. Like, um, if it wasn't obvious enough, I know. Um, anyway, that was just really funny. I promise. Then someone, why I also preface, you know, earlier when I was like, things can mutually exist. Like you could still be grateful for your nine to five while also realizing like, you're not content with where you're at. And I say that because low-key, like, I mean, again, why should I even care about strangers on the internet? Like, these trolls, whatever. Um, This person was like, oh, this is why... uh," Like, one person was like, oh, you're not grateful. And then number two, somebody was like, this is why they took away work from home. I'm like, girl, I'm sure this has nothing to do with the work from home and, like, going back in the office. Nothing to do with that. But I digress. And to the other point, it's just, like, overall, it's like, We are such complex humans. If you really think that our feelings can't all mutually exist at the same time, you must be literally insane or like, do you even have the human experience? And this podcast episode, this is not the purpose of this, but where I'm trying to get at is I think we need to normalize the conversation between thinking like, you know, our 40 hour work week is just a means to an end. Like our 40 hour work week might just be like our angel investor. Like this is how I look at it. And if your nine to five is just a way to build financial stability and allows you to be able to do the things you want to do on the side and invest your money, etc., then that's fine. I think if your your personality doesn't have to be tied up into what you do for work. And that's also to say, like, if you like what you do during the week, then 
amazing, right? More power to you. But this message is more so for the besties that are working the the work week and their 40-hour work week where they feel unfulfilled and they feel like they, they, they might have already hit their ceiling. And it's like, is this really what life is? And honestly, my love, like I was kind of in, and I still am. The last three years have been of me just working this working in corporate America period has really made me kind of question like what I really want out of my life. And like I said, when I first started the podcast episode, I was like, look, like I feel like time is just flying more and more. And as we get older, I'm like, I'm 25. And yes, I know relatively I'm still young, but I don't want to go down a trajectory where one day I'll look back and and kind of question like, why didn't I go for it? Why didn't I try different things? Or kind of with regret and wonder where time had all gone. And I am a person, if you haven't already caught on, it's like, I really am trying to be intentional. And I think a bestie like yourself, listening into a podcast like this, you are also in pursuit of that and just are looking to create your dream life as well. And also the besties on TikTok. When I posted this TikTok, clearly a lot of other besties in their 20s also struggle with some of the same things and the question of their identity. And I think considering our work takes up so much of our time, it's like, how can we make sure we are on the right path? How are we going to unlock the deepest parts of happiness and joy and fulfillment? Because honestly, with society, society like has pushed us to kind of go to school, get your degree, and then get the big flashy, big corporate tech job or work for a big four or do all those things, buy a house, the white picket fence, have kids. But I think what the young youth, Gen Z and younger are realizing now is like life has to be more than that. And I love that for us. It's like we desire and want more. Like we desire like fulfillment, purpose, etc. And I think maybe because of older generations, they kind of were in that system and in that. But I think it's maybe also because the exposure exposure of the media and exposure to so much more different like experiences and etc. I think a lot of the youth now prioritize that fulfillment and purpose over money and over all that stuff. And so it's like, how can we achieve deep happiness? How can we achieve deep fulfillment, which I guess I should probably dive into the topic, but I just wanted to prime us up as to one, why I decided to talk about this and kind of maybe why we might be feeling that, especially in our early twenties and how maybe it is, I'm sure it's way more complex than how I'm making it out to be because we all have different life situations, circumstances, and how we were raised and with our different privileges. Absolutely. But I think the common thread for the human experience and clearly why people had resonated on TikTok when I posted this is because a lot of people, especially if you're in your 20s, we're all of the same generation. Um, gen, like I think Gen Z is 1997 and younger. Um, you have that feeling and that discrepancy of like, look, like I feel like I, I'm made for more or I want more than just a standard job, honestly. And maybe your job is just a means to an end. And I love that for you. I love that you are daring enough to challenge yourself and like question what you're made to do. I think that's how growth happens when you question the normalcy and what's been taught to you and what's been expected of you. Because I think, again, society has expected that of us. And so that's how growth happens when you question the normalcy, the day to day, the routine, and kind of see what's right and made for you. And so Diving freaking into today's topic, let's play the sound effect and get back into it. 
All right, my love, so I made a list for you, and you know I love my list. So number one, these are all kind of coming from my own experiences. So number one is to get intuitive and drop into who you are, and you can only really do this for yourself by reflection, meditation, prayer, journaling, creating this space to intentionally drop into who you are, connect with yourself, quiet out the external things, and really listen intuitively to that gut feeling, what you know is true intrinsically, but maybe you've let the noise of the universe, the busyness, the hustle of life kind of come in the way and distract you. And then now every time you, if someone asks you, have you created space for yourself or done the thing that you wanted? You're like, oh, well, I've been busy. Bestie, you know you be saying that because I do too. And while I'm in the season of achieving deep happiness and finding and creating deep happiness, I've really had to become self-intuitive, reflective, and really honor that space for myself to understand myself and what serves me, what propels me forward, what pours into me and allows me to feel most connected to my inner self so that my inner self reflects externally and how I feel want to be perceived on the outside to others as well. But if I keep on having that discrepancy and that two-faced life, kind of like you're living like a double life, like Hannah Montana, like on the outside, you're showing yourself as Miley, but on the inside, you know you're Hannah. Like, come on, bring out the Hannah Montana all the time. That's who we want. That's the performer we want. We want main character, best life, best version of you every day, right? It's like day in, day out. Why are we not showing up bold in our energy and unapologetic in that. And I think that's allowed me to also achieve deep happiness, to let go of the things that aren't serving me any longer and really focusing in on what's making me truly intrinsically aligned with my inner self, which segues so perfectly into number two, make a list of the things you hate versus what you love. And how can we grow the list of what you love and lessen the, the list and the side of in which you hate. And honestly, I cannot take full credit for that. I have to shout out my bestie and my girl, Mel Robbins. In her podcast episode, she talked about that as well, of like finding your purpose and getting lit up for life. And basically, she informs the listener to make a list between what you hate and what you love and really analyze what is coming up for you and focusing in like how can we let go and lessen the list of what we hate so that we can be in our flow day in and day out and more in the energy that allows us to feel lit up. And a great question also of another bestie of mine that had asked me that allowed me to really audit kind of what's working and what's not is asking myself, what is depleting my energy? And if I could let go of 80% of the things that are depleting my energy, then what would that be? And that really made me kind of got me in my tracks because I was like, what the heck? Like, that's such a great question. I've never been asked that. And it made me really do a quick audit, an audit on like friends and things I'm doing, how I'm occupying my time, etc., And allowing me to realize I have full control. I have full control on how I'm spending my day, my time. But beyond that, like my perspective and what I envision for myself and that narrative that I'm telling myself and how I speak to myself, how I treat myself and therefore how I treat others. And with all of that, it allowed me to really take control of how I want my life to be and have control over, you know, my own happiness and take responsibility for that. And while knowing I don't have full control over everything that happens to me because life has its spontaneous moments. It allows me to give myself grace and lots of self-compassion and realize, you know, like 
even if I'm having a tough moment or a day or week, etc. I understand that quite frankly, whatever it is, how can I shift my perspective and realize maybe this is serving me? How is this qualifying me? How can this work in my favor if I choose to allow it? Because everything is a choice, even if it does suck. And how can I validate how I feel? How can I show up and take ownership here? What can I own here? And so I think all of these questions is just really also kind of a subset of just shifting a perspective and choosing a perspective each and every day because there oh my god bestie every day I have moments where it's like I'm questioning myself every day I have limiting beliefs and I feel exhausted and I on the contrast to finding deep happiness it's also like knowing what pisses you off honestly what triggers you what what makes you tick and I think because I've allowed myself to also step number one, get very intuitive and drop into who I am. I know what makes me tick. I know where my boundaries are. I therefore know how can I contrast that to really show up for myself in a, in a moment that's tough, in a moment I'm not my best self. And this is why in allowing yourself to know who you are, knowing yourself and having that self-awareness is so powerful and why I started off with that. Because then now here, when you make a list of what you hate versus love and focus in on what you love and what lights you up, what energizes you and letting go of what doesn't, you're able to really also realize the ebbs and the flows, the good and the bad with life and also not give it so much weight in knowing like the bad days, but also the good days and allowing you to be able to really tap into that deep joy and realizing life the simplicity of life and exactly for what it is, the most organic way it is, the good and the bad, because it paints this full picture and this full narrative for you because it's serving you if you choose. Whatever it is, it's qualifying you for whatever it's supposed to be in its most organic form. Because if you had your entire life mapped out, it would be not exciting anyway. It's like picking up a new Colleen Hoover book, but reading the last freaking page and knowing what the end is or freaking going to watch a movie and you have the tickets in hand, but you go and watch the uh, the movie synopsis on Google. So it's like, you know, and you can predict every move and every step. And if you think of your life like that kind of plot, you would feel back into that monotonous, back into that mundane. And that's why we have this quarter life crisis. Again, why I started off with the nine to five and work and getting exhausted and going freaking crazy because we know our day to day already. We already know what work is going to be like. We already know what our 40 hour work week looks like. We get so freaking exhausted by it because we know the monotonous and the routine of it. Why are we going to now duplicate that in the rest of the facets of our life? You don't, you owe yourself so much more and so much better. My third reminder for you is then now that you know what works for you, what you love versus what you don't, and now you want to focus in more on what you do love, is number three, how are you spending your free time? How are you filling up the time outside of work to do things that challenge you, make you think different, involved in new hobbies, workout classes, or expanding your knowledge? Because you cannot settle. You cannot settle for a life that is monotonous, mundane. You have to challenge yourself and step outside of your comfort zone because that's where real growth happens. And as humans, we like to think like, oh, well, like I don't want to challenge myself. I don't want to step outside because I'm too scared. And you might have that itching, but like right now you're comfortable because you're so used to what life already is. So you don't want to rock the boat. But I'm telling you now, number one to this, you're going to live a life of resentment and guilt and then also low-key feel um, 
regretful and then you're going to reach the end of your tbd amount of days here and then be like what the heck like why didn't i ever just go for the thing and they the biggest regret of the dying is not going after what they wanted or not trying on what they wanted for size that's the biggest regret of the dying right and like i just don't want you to be another statistic the last quote here as well, I, I need to shut up with the quotes, but Mel Robbins also had indicated that fear never goes away. You just have to have courage. Have the courage to freaking be like, you know what? I am so scared now and I know I'm going to be scared, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to send it and have the courage and give myself permission to try this thing. You just have to get over the first hump and continue to take those little baby steps. And then in doing so, you trick yourself and those compounded efforts will lead lead you to a bigger needle moving forward moment in your career in whatever you're going after in your life etc and those moments qualify you those moments make you feel more confident about yourself more aligned in yourself and therefore it reaches that level of deep joy and deep fulfillment because you did the hard thing and you overcame you see Number four and five, I'm going to be quick here, okay? Number four is comparison. And Bestie, you know that. You know to not compare your step one to someone else's step 10. And so to this point, my question always to myself whenever I'm comparing myself, honestly, to somebody else that I see is how can comparing myself honestly self-sabotage me? How can comparing myself right now honestly make me feel like shit? And is this really helping me move forward? Is this is this right and almost nine times or ten times out of ten if anything it's really just self-sabotaging me and paralyzing me from taking steps forward and self-sabotaging honestly my own genuine happiness like i'm fine until i get onto social media i'm comparing myself to this that and the third or i get onto linkedin or i get onto facebook and people are freaking married and i'm not yet but besides the point here it's like we know not to compare so it's like how can i now take comparison and shift it And realize, you know, what I see someone else doing shows me I'm capable of doing the damn thing as well. And so I'm so happy for them because they are showing me as proof of concept what is made possible for me because clearly I see something in them that I see and want for myself. And so, and in that, the last, uh, the other example, I also listened into Grace Beverly's podcast, who she's the founder of Tala, and she was interviewing this other guy, I forget his name, but he was like a production founder. And he was saying, when you're comparing yourself and you ask yourself, like, would you be willing when you're comparing yourself to trade everything that you have right now, your family, your friends, your like every life thing of yourself with that person? Do you want all that they go through, all the baggage that they have, all the problems that they carry, etc.? And if you say no, then the comparison is really just robbing you and a thief of your own joy. And so that is my point for comparison. I feel like we all know, but common sense isn't always common practice. And we're all human. We bleed the same. And that's part of the human experience. And in knowing we will compare ourselves more as well, I think it allows us to also, again, give ourselves grace and realize, oh, I'm comparing myself. I know what to do. And again, this is why number one is so important of being intuitive and dropping into who you are so you know what triggers you. So I guess that's why I also wanted to bring that up there. Number five, my last point here is gratitude. Gratitude, gratitude. If you are not creating space for yourself to just reflect on what you're grateful for, what you have, your abundance, how can you ask for more when you're not happy with what you have now? 
how can you ask for more if you don't even realize what you have now? And and in doing that, the needle is always going to be moving forward, babe. You're always going to have a bigger, flashier goal. And let me tell you this. I talked about this. I also want to bring it back home to the TikTok video that I posted. I talked about the accolades that I thought was going to make me happy, what society deemed as success, right? I bought a house at 23. I got the big flashy job. I got the promotion. I did all the things that I thought was expected of me for someone my age, etc. right? And I started a business. I had multiple streams of income, two plus my main stream of income. And guess what? I was not any any happier. If anything, I felt more burnt out, more exhausted. I was literally checking in to therapy so much more often, which there's no shade in therapy. I still go to therapy even on my best days. But I just realized I had more baggage that needed to be unpacked because I was so burnt out, so exhausted. I didn't even recognize myself. And I felt like I was just, I didn't, again, I just was not living for myself. And because of that, it made me realize, like, you know, it's not the check marks off the list. It's not the accolades. It's not the next big thing. There always are going to be the next bracket, the next big thing, the next higher mountain, right? But if you are not grounded in where you're at, it's one step and it's a slippery slope. You're going to freaking miss out on all the things that are happening for you right now. You're going to miss out on life. And I, I I, personally, for somebody who wants to live intentionally, wants to soak up every moment of life and really be in, in my abundance, if I don't acknowledge my abundance for what it is right now, I'm not going to ever achieve more than just that, right? And so that's why I also wanted to leave you with gratitude. You have to dig deep. You have to make it more than just money, honestly, bestie, and really tap into your inner self and define success and define fulfillment in your own terms and what you have right now. So my love, this was such a fun conversation and something that was really needed for myself as well. I feel like I was able to really open up with you and connect with you kind of with what I've also been going through, honestly, my love. And I know you as an ambitious go-getter, I'm sure things like this come up for you as well, where you're questioning yourself in your life. I hope that this conversation and the list that I left you with can allow you to really just ground yourself again and also realize you're just human. So give yourself grace, right? And just come back to yourself and your deep why and your mission and why you're here. I'm so proud of you. I'm so grateful for you. And thank you for joining another conversation with me. And until next time, I will catch you so soon. My love, if you enjoyed this episode just as much as I enjoyed making it for you, please do me a favor and get onto social media. Help me get the word out by tagging me. What was your favorite part about this episode? Please go ahead and let me know. I'm excited to hear from you. And until next time, have a blessed day. You got this.